Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. And it's Friday. It's the weekend, finally. Uh, We're all kind of excited to have another weekend and be able to do the things that we like to do. And for me, that's going to be hanging out with family, hanging out with my girlfriend, and doing some reselling. So just trying to get a good mixture in there. Um, I I got out of work a little bit early today just because it is a holiday weekend. So they do a thing where I work where you get out a little bit earlier just for holiday weekends. I think a lot of places do that, but there's definitely a lot that don't as well. But I was happy to do that. I got out and went to the thrift store um, because they opened some thrift stores around me recently. A lot of the Goodwills have started to open up and I went in there and found within the first minute or two this emergency backpack kit if you were to either need one for your home or if you were to go hiking or any of these different things where you may need for whatever reason an emergency pack they had it there and i think it was priced at about six bucks and i looked it up on ebay and the comps right now are really high i'm not sure if it's because of the state of things right now or if it is just because the pack is a really valuable pack but the comps were pretty much over 100 bucks for a few of them. I saw one that went for 190. I saw a few that went for 50. So they were all over the place. But I just think it's how how good your listing is and how long you're willing to wait it out. It looked like it was new. The tags and everything were still on it. I opened it up. It looked like everything was in there. It looked like everything was good to go. But just, uh, just to be sure, I'm going to make sure and double check it before I list it. But yeah, I was super excited about that. Probably made a decent... 70 to 100 bucks within my first couple minutes in there and then I just walked around a little bit more There were some other things that are doing really well There were some bread makers and things like that that I could have picked up I just didn't really didn't really feel like dealing with it and testing them and stuff. So um, passed on those and The coffee mugs I, I glanced at those a little bit I don't do a lot of coffee mugs right now, but I do enjoy looking at them and Occasionally, you'll find something like a Starbucks collector's mug that will resell for a good amount of money just because somebody will go travel somewhere like Hawaii or somewhere over like China or any of these different areas. Rome is another one. And they'll get a Starbucks collector's mug and then for whatever reason, it gets donated to Goodwill. Well, these these rare Starbucks mugs are worth money. They're worth like 50 bucks a lot of the time. So always check theirs to make sure that one of those didn't pop up. And there's a few other brands that you can look for, but there really wasn't anything. A lot of them, a lot of the mugs have started to get super pricey recently, and I'm not sure why, but ever since this year kind of started, I've noticed that the mugs have been going for like two, three, four dollars. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. There should never be a coffee mug that's priced over a dollar. It's just there really should never be a need for that. There's so many coffee mugs, and no wonder Goodwill has to sit on so many things so long. Nobody wants to buy a coffee mug for three bucks that's been used. It's just, unless they're on eBay, but nobody wants to walk into Goodwill and do it. So they were overpriced, but there were some good ones in there that if they'd been priced at 50 cents, I would have definitely picked them up just to give them a shot. A couple vintage looking Disney mugs from like a Pooh Bear show. It looked like there was like a scene from a cartoon of Winnie the Pooh. And there was a couple other ones, a couple Starbucks mugs that really weren't rare, but if they were 50 cents, I could have lotted them up in a lot of four and probably made a few bucks on them but you know they're trying to charge you eight bucks for a for four different mugs total it's really not a good deal so i passed on that 
quickly glance through the clothing. It looks like that was pretty bare. I'm not sure if they're still taking clothing donations right now. I'm not really sure what they are doing with that. They have a bunch of big bins out in the main parking lot area that are just full of stuff and they've been sorting through so I'm imagining they're getting a ton of donations the whole parking lot was absolutely packed it was really crazy because I haven't ever seen a Goodwill that packed before where I live maybe you live in a more urban area where there's a Goodwill that's super packed or your thrift stores are always full of people but mine typically aren't there's usually three four cars in the parking lot and then there's not that many people inside the store but today it was packed there are a lot of people in there i think a lot of people are looking for deals and a lot of people are looking to kind of get out of the house and so they haven't been in goodwill for a while so they went out today so i was able to get you know like i said make a good amount of money in there and then i went to walmart and target and got absolutely nothing and now i'm on my way to hang out with my girlfriend and her family for a little bit so just a good day all around work was good and then my actual like my reselling was really really good able to get 70 bucks in a few minutes i can't beat that any day and now i'm just going to hang out but there are there's a lot of different nuances to reselling and um i'm just going to talk about a couple of them but i see a lot of times people wondering what to do in certain situations and so I try and answer those if I see them on Instagram or somebody DMs me or something I try and answer those as best as I can there really aren't sometimes a clear answer for what to do in situations but one of the things I see people do most often when they're reselling and doing a lot of retail arbitrage is not taking an accurate count of what they actually have so let's say you go out and for whatever reason a certain water bottle is selling so you buy 10 of these water bottles and you buy them at 10 bucks each and they're selling on ebay for 30 bucks you're gonna make like 10 15 bucks on each one depending on how heavy it is and how much you sell it for and, and all this kind of stuff but you buy 10 of them you don't count and you list 11 and so when you're out of water bottles you don't realize that the listing is still up and you sell a water bottle you go down to your stock of water bottles to get one out to ship and you realize you don't have any left and people oftentimes do this they don't keep an accurate count of what they have and so as things sell they lose track of it and they oversell an item by one two three however many items they accidentally listed over the amount that they actually had they'll oversell and so a lot of people will kind of freak out when this happens and it makes sense if the store that you live by that had them is sold out of them which they most likely are if it's a hot in-demand item or if you bought them out of all the item that they had it's hard to find that item again and it's hard to relist it it's hard to get more of them to sell and fulfill that order so a lot of people wonder what you can do in this situation and for me i don't do that very often it's it's very rare for me to oversell an item the reason being is I try and keep a very accurate count of the items that I have and then once, twice, three times a week I will go through the items that I still have left and compare them with the quantities that I have on eBay. And I try and do a very good job of counting them as I get them and then listing them. But sometimes you do lose count. Sometimes you get five one day and then the next day you get seven. And for me, like I'm out all day, I go to work, I go looking for items after work. I hang out with my girlfriend and then I go home, I list my items, I get to bed super late. And it's just like, it's a very, very, like very ongoing process that I'm just always going. And so it's easy for me to lose count of these sorts of things. So I try and put systems in place to keep my items organized and keep myself from having to deal with a situation like this. But 
it happens. And for me, it happened the other day where I oversold an item by one. I didn't even know I had it listed. The one listing that I had for it sold out. And I had two listings. I had one that was for domestic shipping and one that was for domestic and international shipping. The reason being with the coronavirus right now, there are a lot of shipping services that are not offered internationally. Like if you're shipping to Puerto Rico or Guam or US territory, a lot of FedEx services aren't offered except for the super expensive ones. And I've never really tried to ship down to one of those areas pre-coronavirus with FedEx Home and Ground, but it seems like I think you can. I'm not 100% sure. Either way, when I'm shipping heavier items, I try not to ship them down there just because it is super expensive and you lose the privilege of getting that very, very cheap FedEx shipping because it is out of the country. And so for now, some of the items that I have that are heavy, I will list as international shipping and then I will list as regular domestic US shipping. And you can change those in your shipping, like in the shipping area of your listing when you're listing an item. It's called your excluded shipping list and you can fill it out. You can check off different countries that you don't wanna ship to. You can check off different places like Hawaii and Alaska or places like US territories, different things like that. I don't do it very often, like I said, I want to ship to whoever I can, I want to sell to whoever I can, but for really heavy items, if it's going to cost me more than the item's worth to ship it, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't make any sense for me from a financial standpoint. So I I was able to kind of work with the buyer a little bit and I talked to them, I messaged them something like this, it went, hey, I am so sorry that you purchased this item and I... I am looking and I'm trying to ship it, but I'm having some problems trying to ship the item right now. I'm not getting a, a correct label from eBay. And most of the time, what you should do is just tell them the truth. You know, you should say, hey, I'm having this sort of problem, I'm having this sort of problem. But for sorts of things where you oversell an item, that usually rubs people the wrong way. So I'll say something like, I'm having a problem fulfilling this order. It's not letting me ship it to you. And then I will take and find a listing that is cheaper than mine and I'll put it in the actual description of the message and I'll say, here's a link to a cheaper listing. I'm sorry, I can't I can't fulfill this order. Here you go. And then oftentimes they'll say, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. They'll go buy the other listing. I cancel the order and we're good to go. And that's usually how it goes for things that I oversell. I've only done that a couple times. I don't suggest doing it a lot because you don't want to have to deal with eBay, seeing that you're canceling a lot of orders. You don't want to have to deal with people getting you know, pretty upset with you if you're doing this often and you get the wrong buyer. You don't want to deal with this very often, but if you do find yourself in that situation, I typically say something like, hey, I'm not able to ship this. I'm having some problems trying to ship it to you. And here is a link to a cheaper listing than the one you just purchased. And I'll actually make sure that it's cheaper too. I'll make sure that the shipping and the actual cost of the item are cheaper. And if it's calculated shipping, I just plug in the buyer's zip code and I check what shipping from the zip code that the item is listed in to their zip code is. I mean, I go a little bit out of the way to do it so that I don't have to deal with the negative feedback when I cancel their order. I'm obviously not going to be able to ship it, so I have to cancel the order. So if you find yourself in that situation, you put yourself there. It's a good way to get yourself out of it by doing a little bit of extra legwork to avoid the negative feedback and avoid the problems with buyers down the road. It's it's 100% worth it in my opinion. So that is one thing you could do if you oversell an item and hopefully you can you know, ease things 
and make the buyer feel comfortable with the purchase they made even though they didn't get it they can find another one at the same price the same item and hopefully do you know them a service and get yourself out of the the situation you put yourself in but another thing i see a lot of times on ebay is people buy something from you and then you get a message directly after that says hey please ship to this location and you check what the shipping address is and it is completely different than the location they ask you to ship it to or maybe it's the same city and it's just a few blocks down or whatever if it's not the same shipping location as the person as ebay gives you when they give you your shipping label you can't change it to the buyer's new location you can but i wouldn't advise it because unless you know the buyer unless you know the person personally and you can verify that they're not going to scam you you lose all your buyer protections as soon as you change the address on the shipping label you have the freedom to change the address but you do lose your buyer protection when you do that so anything that ebay gives you where if you ship an item and the buyer says it didn't get to their house or you ship an item and somebody says hey this isn't the right item or or whatever you lose all the protections you would have from ebay as a seller if you ship it to a location that is not provided by them if the person asks you hey can you ship it to this location that's a huge red flag for me and i'll either message the person and say hey there's two options one i have to send it to your house or two i have to you have to cancel and repurchase with a new address input as the address that you wanted to ship to i can't change it because i will lose my seller protection that way and being honest with them is good for two reasons one if they're a scammer they know they know that you're not somebody who doesn't get ebay when you say i lose my seller protections that way they know that you as a seller understand how ebay works and they're not going to probably go through with the scam because it's not going to work out for them they're, they're trying to get you to ship it to a different location so that they can scam you out of the item or the other thing is that they're a drop shipper. And so drop shippers, they're usually not, I mean, they're usually good people. They're just people that buy something after they've sold it somewhere else and they buy it at a cheaper cost and they make a little bit of money on it. The thing is, if you're drop shipping and you change the address from your location to somebody else's location, you're, you're, doing, you're doing fine, but you're still losing your seller protection. You don't really wanna have that happen. That can cause you headaches down the road, especially if the item is a $100, $200 item lose a lot of money that way if the person says they never got it because you don't have any sort of protection saying that you shipped it to the right location ebay's going to go and look at that and say hey well you didn't even ship it at the person's house how do we know that it got there we can't go through with this so we're going to give the person their money back and when the item gets to their house they get to keep it and they don't have to send it back to you at all so it's a never a good idea to change the address on a shipping label yourself you have to have the buyer cancel the order go back reorder the item with a new shipping address and it's very easy to do that i've done it before it's not a problem and if the person is trying to scam you they won't rebuy it from you you don't want to you don't want no matter how good the sale is you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you could get scammed or where you could lose out on an item because somebody says it didn't arrive at their house whether it did or not it it, it you know it's still not a good idea for you now the other thing that may happen is the person may just say hey that's fine. The person lives right down the road from me. This is what happened the other day. Somebody bought something from me and they tried to get me to ship it. And I 
pretty sure it was to like a friend or a family member's house and it was within the same town as them it was probably a few blocks down like they had like the same zip code and everything it was i'm imagining it was a parent or somebody that didn't want to go out during the pandemic and 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 put themselves at risk so the person ordered this item and they said hey ship it here and i messaged them back immediately and said hey i am so sorry but i lose my seller protection that way i can't change the shipping address you would have to cancel the order and change the shipping address and i'll be happy to ship it wherever you'd like and they actually got back to me and said hey that's fine i'll just have them pick it up at my house not a big deal so for things like that especially when it's within the same zip code it's probably somebody who's just trying to get it to a family member or a friend or send it as a gift or something so it's not really that big of a deal you know making the buyer feel more at ease saying hey i have the item packaged but I can't really ship it there. And being nice about it, using emojis, I love using like smiley face emojis because for whatever reason, I think it puts the person at ease and knows that there's a real person at the other end of the line, not just some random seller. And then I always put my name at the end of a message just to make sure that they know that it's a real person again, not just whatever your eBay username is. You know, like pink cats 027 doesn't mean the same as linda to somebody you know what i mean that's the these two names the name means a lot more it lets them know that there's a person on the other end of the, of the conversation so i i would encourage you to do that because it just it's worked wonders for me whenever i'm trying to talk to people and especially with people that aren't happy with something or trying to get me to do something that i don't want to do it just kind of eases the tension and makes them realize that they're dealing with an actual person not just a big company or not just some random username that they don't have any idea who that person is so that's really something that i can encourage you to do it's it works it works a lot i mean for you to have to change your address that you're shipping it to it, it can put yourself in a bad situation and you really want to minimize the risk that you're putting yourself at when you're shipping out an item especially when it's a very very expensive item or something that's easy to break you don't want to really have to deal with that so that's really something that has been uh, something I see a lot of people deal with and a lot of people wondering, hey, what do I do in this situation? And it's one of those things where I didn't really ever know what to do in that situation until I was in it and did a little bit of research myself and realized that I would lose my seller protection by doing that. And it wasn't really the best idea for me. So that's hopefully something that you can use and can use to your benefit and that you can apply and not ever have to worry about what to do when somebody asks you to change the address or when you find yourself in some of these random situations that pop up on eBay that are more common than you may believe. So I, that's kind of really what I have for today. I hope you guys have a good weekend. Hope your Friday was good. Mine has been going well so far, so I can't complain about that, but hope you guys are having a good one too. And I will get with you with a new episode tomorrow, hopefully bring you some value and contribute a little bit to your own business that you know maybe you could learn something from so i'll get with you tomorrow and you guys have a good one peace